0: everyone, and welcome back to Strong Style Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Paul Martinez, and we're here, uh, we're here, we're going to talk a little bit about WrestleMania, the one WWE show year that uh, we go over. Again, it's not an in-depth review of WrestleMania, but the show was watched. I have some thoughts on it, and I'll go over it quickly. Um, When I beat anybody over the head, Um, the show was pretty much what I thought it would be. Which was not very good, but not terrible either. Not the worst Mania I've ever seen. But that's really not a very good show. And the main, if I could use one word to describe WrestleMania, it would be long. And uh, we'll talk about that. And then, of course, we'll wrap that up with another review of Lucha Underground, episode 211, which was uh, an interesting show. So, but let's get right into WrestleMania quickly, and we're going to start, we're going to do all the matches, including the matches from the incredibly long pre-show, and uh, we'll start with the first one, which was for the United States Championship, and that was Callisto defending that title against the big guy, Ryback. Ryback, he of the really tight shorts. <laughs> one of the few things that really stuck out to me about this match, uh, Don't like those. Go back to that other outfit you used to wear. Anyway, um, this match, from listening to the hype before they showed the match, this was billed as kind of Ryback being a bully to the little Callistos. You know, how could a little guy like that be a champion, blah, blah, blah. And that's pretty much how the match was booked. um, Ryback just totally uh, dominating the smaller Callisto who was game, but just didn't have... uh, enough size or strength to match. But as the match goes on, Callisto's speed and agility start to work in his favor. And in the end, he does pull off the upset, defeating Ryback and retaining the title. You no, know, one and a half stars. I mean, you know, I'll even give it two stars. I don't want to be too bad about it. It was okay. I liked the finishing move, the Salida del Sol. That was cute. And so, you know, it was what it was. Um, actually, it was not the worst thing on the show, so it would probably have been better if it wasn't on the pre-show. Our next match uh, was yet another pre-show match, as there were plenty of them. <laughs> this one was Team Bad, B-A-D, and Blonde versus the Total Divas team. So... I'm not even going to get into who was on what page or who was on what team. Um, you know, the girls who were on Total Divas were on that team. Then you had like, uh, I don't know, you had some other girls in your team. To be honest, I was, that was. I watched the match. I didn't pay a lot of attention to it. I know Bree Bella was, of course, the, the I guess the captain of uh, the Total Divas team. That's, and uh, Emma, I think, was on the... Uh, Emma and uh, Lana were on the uh, Bad and Blonde team. I think also uh, Jimmy Snooker's daughter was there. And Naomi were on the team Bad and Blonde. And whatever. I mean, there was a lot of girls, a lot of going away. Paige, I know, was on the uh, the good team. They also had Eve Marie on the Total Divas team. She actually did not look bad in this match. But it was just a lot of whatever, a 10-man tag. I'm not big fan of those as it was. In the end, uh, Brie Bella gets the victory, and that's it. Um, not a good match in my eyes. Maybe the worst match of the night. No, not that it was a, a terrible, but it just, it was there. It was a match. meant nothing. Uh, gave it one star. Okay, our next matchup that we're going to go over is uh, our final of the, I guess, the undercard, if you will. And this was the Dudley's. Facing the Usos. I remember seeing the Dudley's turn on the Usos. Back at Daniel Bryan's retirement uh, uh, show. So I was a little surprised that they were fighting on this show. um, As the people who I were watching with. Who watch much more WWE than I do. Were saying no this hasn't really ever been settled. So I guess it's getting settled tonight on a pre-show. Okay match. Fair. Nothing great. Uh, the Usos wind up winning it. They hit a pair of, of uh, splashes on the Dudleys. Uh, that's, I have nothing to say about this match either. There's just nothing about it to say. It was an okay match. It wasn't terrible, but nothing really memorable outside of the, the splash spot. Now we get on to the main show, which was the Intercontinental Tider, Title ladder match. Um, usually these ladder matches that they have do started. And it was Zack Ryder. Stardust, Dolph Ziggler, Ziggler, the champion Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Sin Cara, and The Miz. All of them were uh, the uh, participants in this match. And in case you didn't hear me right, I did say The Miz and I did say Zack Ryder in this match. Uh, Some interesting moments in the match. Sin Cara had a couple of nice moves, actually. He did a he jumped off a ladder was springboarded off the top rope onto a few guys outside. Um, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, Owens uh, back Sami Zayn on a ladder at one point. I know. Oh, another great spot was Sami Zayn leaped over top rope through a ladder for a sponsor. That was great. Stardust had a ladder that was covered in polka dots as tribute to Dusty. Although... As I remember Dusty publicly saying, he was didn't want people to remember him for the polka dots. But, um, whatever. Somehow I get a feeling that this wasn't Cody's idea. <laughs> as it may have been uh, somebody in the back to have this without her that way. Uh, but as the match goes on, it's a car record, you can imagine. But in a good way, this actually was quite enjoyable. A lot of good spots. And at one point, it looked like Sami Zayn was going to win this and the crowd was going nuts. I was actually happy for that. But out of nowhere, Miz came up, knocked him off the ladder. Miz was all alone, and uh, Miz there to win the title. But, of course, he's showboating before grabbing the belt, which allowed Zack Ryder to scoop up behind him, knock him off. And Zack Ryder removes the title and wins the WrestleMania ladder match. I can tell you that there were about six people. Uh, watching this show with me, and all of us had our mouths agape, in shock and awe, that Zack Ryder of all people won this match. Not really sure what thought this was, why this was. I I don't get it. Furthermore, if you know by this point, you should know if you're a WWE fan that on the very next night he dropped the belt to the Miz. None of this made any sense. Really a great match with a nonsensical ending, in my opinion. Uh, I gave the match three and a half stars. I would have gave it more if not for the crazy ending. Our next match on the mes- WrestleMania. Wow, I'm really having trouble talking. I'm sorry, guys. This was probably one of the few matches I was actually looking forward to seeing on the show. And this was AJ Styles versus Chris Jericho. This was... uh you know, I, I thought it would be, you know, the ending of the feud, the last match of the feud and with AJ uh, going out on top. And the match was okay. It was a little slow going, but did pick up towards the F and there was a, you know, uh, I remember at one point, Styles kicked out of the code breaker and then Jericho wanted to kick out of a Styles class. I thought that was interesting. Jericho, I hit a reverse suplex at one point. Which was a nice spot. Styles had a springboard. 450 splash. But in the end. It was. Jericho countering a phenomenal forearm. With the code breaker. To finally put it to an end. And that's right. Chris Jericho defeats AJ Styles. At Wrestlemania. Okay. First of all. Quick know about Chris Jericho, who I've always been a pretty good fan of. He's great on the mic and he's always been a good worker, but he's definitely putting on some weight. This is not the same Jericho that I saw a couple of years ago. He definitely had some paunch going there and a little unseemly because it looked like he was still wearing the same tights from when he was in better shape. But I mean, that's just on a, a visual thing. But why would Jericho, who's really not a full-time a Player anymore here in WWE. He's, he's he's a big name, but he's not a major player Why would he defeat? AJ Styles at WrestleMania This does not make a, once again any sense to me at all Everybody that I was watching with was pissed off um, I hate to say that I told you guys so about AJ and I'm sorry But I truly feel Nakamura is gonna be victim to the same fate where they're gonna lose the guys that really no way in the world They should be losing to but hey, I hope they're casting their checks. That's all I got to say. The match was good. I give it three and a half stars. A good match. But again, just don't understand the ending. Why wouldn't you put the hottest guy, really new guy in your promotion over at WrestleMania? Only thing I could think of that somebody brought up when I was there was maybe this was a little, you know, a payback for Jericho putting over Fandango years ago. But come on. Fandango is not AJ Styles. This doesn't equal. Our next match, well, it was the New Day. They faced the League of Nations. And uh, the New Day, I'm not a fan of the New Day at all. Um, I know a lot of you WWE fans love these guys. Um, I don't get the appeal. I find them grating, stupid, sophomore-ish, and just not funny. But all that said, I did kind of like the whole, uh, what is it, Fudio's, Budio's, Budios the Budio's cereal giant box that fell over and then it came out of it. I thought that was kind of, kind of ingenious. That was one of the better entrances of WrestleMania. So I did like the entrance that they did. I thought that was kind of cool. And they were facing a team here who I didn't really like. Um, I'm not really a fan of the League of Nations. I don't know why Alberto was doing here. Um, again, another guy that I hope you're casting those checks because I really think you were treated with a lot more respect on the indie scene. For the match, um, there wasn't really nothing that that got to me about this match. It was kind of uh, boring, to be honest with you. And most of the fans who were WWE fans felt the same. Uh, my brother-in-law was there. He actually <laughs> took He was his break to take a, a nap during. So... Again, I don't know. They really feel this this team is so over. But to me, if you're only over for your entrance, then I'm not really sure how over you are. But uh, it ends with a bow hammer from Wade Barrett and a blow kick by Sheamus. And uh, they pinned one of them. I think they pinned... Uh, I think it was Kofi. I'm not even sure who they pinned. But after the match, this is where the real story was. Uh, they started cutting a promo about how... The League of Nations, no three men in WWE could ever beat this this squad, and blah 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 blah. Of course, what does that mean? Out comes Shawn Michaels, Mick Foley, and Stone Cold Steve Austin. They march down to the ring. They wind up whipping the asses of uh, the uh, the the heels in this situation. Uh, a couple guys get uh, gives a a stunner. So I believe it was Wade Barrett gets a stunner from Stone Cold. Then after the match, uh, the uh, New Day want to make friends with um, all the members uh, of uh, this Legends group that came out. And uh, Stone Cold gives, uh, I don't remember his name. I know he was Consequences Creed in TNA. Uh, Xavier Woods, Xavier Woods. Uh, He gives Xavier Woods a stunner as well. And uh, that's it. Um, Believe me, the post-match of this was 10 times more uh, enjoyable than the match itself. And that's a shame, really, because uh, Mick Foley and Stone Cold can't barely go again. Although I'll tell you, Shawn Michaels was in incredible condition. Man, he looked like the guy could still main event any night of the week. Shame that he left so young. Our next match, Brock Lesnar versus Dean Ambrose Street Fight. Now, usually I would say, like, well, this is the one fight I want to see. I'm a huge Brock Lesnar fan. But as I was looking up at this build-up for this with the chainsaw and barbed wire bats and what have you, and I was just like, this is going to be a garbage match. And I'm sorry, it was a garbage match. Did not like this match at all. I know some of the people there thought it was great. I didn't. I understand what they did to make... Dean looked like he had a chance. He had to give him all these weapons and have him do all this, this stuff. And I'm not one that hates like the hardcore matches. I don't mind tables. I don't mind chairs being used. But come on, really? You're trying to use a chainsaw, a barbed wire bat. That's just over the top. It makes it cartoonish. And I didn't like any of that. The candlestick stuff, a couple of shots were okay. Lesnar did take a nice, uh, a couple of nice shots with it. But he suplexed Dean all over the ring all night. And in the end, he uh, gives him the F5 over, uh, felt like a dozen steel chairs lying in the ring, and gets the pinfall. Two and a half stars for me, and I think I'm being nice about it. Really, I thought a waste of a great talent like Brock Lesnar to be in a match like this. Then we got what was, to me, the highlight of this entire show, and that was Charlotte versus Becky Lynch versus Shasta Banks for the Women's Championship. This was just a fantastic match. Um, I loved it. I know a couple people nitpicked uh, about there was a couple of missed spots here and there. Um, that happens everywhere, and it happened in a lot of these other matches too. That I didn't hear nobody complaining about. Um, to me, uh, by the way, there's a new belt. They've gotten rid of that ugly butterfly belt, the Divas title, and now they have a women's championship. The only thing was, leader early in the show said that. It was the first ever women's championship, and that's not true. And my brother tried to tell me it was the first ever WWE women's championship. I looked that up. That's not true. So I'm not sure why they decided to say this was the first ever women's championship in WWE because that's just not right. But regardless of that, this was a great match. Um, and actually, the new belt is 10 times better than that stupid butterfly belt. So, you know, kudos to them on that. And kudos to them on, you know, I've heard a lot about they really want to push the women's division. Yet, I see women up there who really still can't work. That's not the case with these three girls. Charlotte is the best of the three. There's no doubt about, I'm sorry, you can have your favorites. Um, personally, I think that uh, Becky girl is smoking hot, as is Shasha. Uh, Charlotte's not bad on the eyes either. But a, a worker, there's no doubt to me, Charlotte is the best of the three. I mean uh, Shasha, though, and Becky... Are Okay, they're not bad. And a lot better than the daughter the uh, Divas I grew up watching. So this match was very good, very well laid out. In the end, Rick got involved in a way, which kind of helped end it. And Charlotte winds up winning, I guess, or retaining, I guess. Because she did come in as the Divas Champion and leaves the Women's Championship after making Becky tap to the figure eight. As Ric Flair was holding Shas' legs. Not allowing her to break up the uh, submission hold. Fantastic match. Match of the night. Easily. Four stars. I actually would watch these women again. If they were going to do a rematch or something. Um, I like this match so much. I would actually watch WWE. To watch them have a rematch again. Or maybe that's a straight Shasha Charlotte match. Which I think would be great. Um, definitely. the Women's division. If it's these are your three leaders going forward. Uh, You pick the three good leaders and get some more workers with them. And you can have something special here. Kind of like what TNA TNA once had uh, before they decided to try to go the Divas route. Okay, our next match after this was the match I did not want to see. And I'm sorry I saw it. And this is Shane McMahon versus The Undertaker in the Hell in a Cell with Raw being on, on the line. I don't know about you, uh, me and most of the people I saw this script absolutely were positive that somehow, some way, Shane was winning this uh, and we were all, despite the fact that we were all completely bored by what was one of the boringest Hell in a Cell matches I've ever seen, we're also let down by the finish as Undertaker after Shane does some insane leap off the top of the cage and goes through a table. Missing the Undertaker. And Undertaker uh, rolls him back into the cell. Yes, by the way, they did leave the cell. What a shock. Never seen anybody leave the cell before. Ugh. Everything about this match was blasé. and Forget it. I don't want to just sit here and bash the WWE show. I said I would just talk about it quickly. So I'm not going to go off on how bad I thought this match was. And how the finish made no sense. The entire build-up of this made no sense. So, during the build-up, as I'm watching the highlights, Vince is calling Undertaker his bitch. Now, that's what he said. More than once, they were showing highlights of him saying this. Yet, Undertaker does what his bitch-ass was told to do, defeat Shane, and at no point in time is there any comeuppance For Vince, for what he said to uh, Taker, not even him getting dropped with a right hand, not even him taking a a very safe tombstone, or what I thought would happen would be Undertaker screwing Vince at the end to allow Shane to uh, get the victory. None of this happened. None of this makes any sense at all. Did not like this match. One and a half stars, and that's because of the insane dive that uh, Shane decided to take. If not, I would have gave this a 1. Sorry, did not like this match at all. And it was everything I, I feared it would be. Okay. After this, we got, which I didn't even realize was on going to be on the show, which was a battle royal. It was the third annual Andre the Giant battle royal. Um, basically filled with all the geeks that you would have thought would fill the Andre the Giant battle royal. And the non-geeks being uh Kane and the Big Show, and a surprise entrance, Shaquille O'Neal. If you don't know who he is, uh, surprise, he's got commercials everywhere, but he's a former NBA player, former world champion of a couple of teams, uh, the Lakers and the Miami Heat, about to be inducted into the NBA Hall of Fame and uh, a star on uh, NBA on TNT, and uh, all around very entertaining, very charismatic uh, man. And a man who dwarfs <laughs> the Big Show. You know, one thing that struck me is how they were talking about the largest athlete in the world. And I said, "Wait, wait, you're talking about the Big Show? Um, Shaquille O'Neal's an athlete, and he's in the ring, and he's bigger than the Big Show. So actually, the strongest, uh, the biggest athlete, largest athlete, everyone say in the world is actually Shaquille O'Neal. Uh, but uh, I just thought that was funny to hear that." But uh, it was a battle royal. It was what it was. I kind of took a bathroom break during this match anyway. I came back in. And we had some streaming problems. but uh, We were able to see the ending, which was a big show. And Shaq had already been thrown out early in the match. Kane was throwing everybody out. Kane tossed out uh, Darren Young, who was the guy I was kind of hoping would win. And Bo Dallas, who I thought would have been funny if he won. But he throws them both out, only to have... NXT guy Baron Corbin sneak up behind Kane, toss him over the fans seem to like this I've never thought anything of Corbin the little I've seen of him I've been told by the people who are there who watch NXT that he's improved greatly and maybe he has but I just found this to be very weird to put over once again, this is about the third or fourth time I'm saying this I don't understand the booking decision in the end here as far as the match, um, it's a battle royal of geeks. What do you want me to give it? I gave it a two. Then, we got not, was a scheduled match. What we got was, you know, we kept hearing, this was a joke throughout the night, that The Rock would be here in some capacity. So, The Rock comes out. The Dallas Cowboy Cheerleaders, he has some kind of flame gun where he lights his own name in flames or something. And we were like, okay, I guess that's his capacity. And he gets to the ring and he, He tells everybody about the uh, attendance, which, of course, I'm already hearing is not really true. He said it was like over 101, but what I'm hearing is more like 95, 96. But whatever. While he's doing this, the lights go out. Out come Bray Wyatt and his family, and uh, they uh, come to the ring. Bray starts talking his usual gibberish. I used to like Bray Wyatt until he started Ultimate Warring on his promos. Which basically, he stands there, he says a lot of cool words, and none of them make any sense. The Rock, though, um, which still to this day, I don't care what anybody will ever tell me, he is the most electrifying man in sports entertainment. He is always, and I'm going to say maybe always will be the best promo in the game. He sat there, he made fun of the Wyatts uh, for probably a little longer than I would have liked, but it was pretty funny. And uh, finally... Uh, he rips off his tights and challenges one of them to a match. It turns out to be Eric Rowan. He beats him in six, in six seconds, which is the new WrestleMania record. And thus, I guess that's what this was for, to give Rock the record at WrestleMania. So, The Rock did have a match, people, unscheduled. But afterwards, the Whites, now 3 on 1, look to attack The Rock. When out comes John Cena. Cena returns to the WWE. Runs down to the ring, helps The Rock. He hits uh, one of those uh, the You Can't See Me, the five-knuckle shuffle things. And The Rock hits the rock bottom. And he hits a people's elbow and never blah, blah, blah. And um, the whole thing was actually pretty funny. Cena got a nice pop. Um, you know, nothing makes uh, you love better than uh, being gone for a while. Especially when you're watching this horrific show. And so I thought actually the fans were kind of happy to see Cena, and that was nice to see. Um, I always think that I've never been a big Cena fan myself, and I, I understand why people wail against him because of the Superman gimmick, which never gets over with a baby face. But um, he is still one of the better guys in the company, and um, he does, he, I think, as a person, of all the stuff he does, the charity work, and that he's got to be a good guy from what we can see. And so I always feel the. Visceral hate at this point, especially when he's not really the focal point of the show anymore, is no longer warranted. And uh, so the whole little segment there, I guess it is a match since The Rock had one. The match would get one star, but for everything that went on, the return of Cena, the the stuff of Rock making fun of the Wyatts, I'm going to give it uh, three stars. Then we get our main event, Triple X versus Roman Reigns for the WWE Heavyweight Championship. Okay, at this point, you have to realize, this show, since the first match I talked about, it's got to be about seven hours now. Everybody was exhausted. The crowd looked exhausted. They didn't even boo Roman that that badly as I sure they wanted to, because they seemed to be, we were beat. Many of us just wanted the show to end. It was way after 11 o'clock. Um, the match was not bad. The match was a match. It was okay. Um... You know, in the end, uh, Triple H tries to get a sledgehammer to figure in, uh, get disqualified, but somehow can't seem to ever uh, touch him with the sledgehammer. He keeps getting hit with Superman punches and spears. And Roman Reigns pins Triple H to win the championship. Fans were, I felt, more happy the show was over than him winning. That's how I felt. Um, the match was okay. Two and a half stars. Nothing special. Nothing bad. Uh, Roman's okay in the ring. He says that's spectacular. Triple H is getting older. He's still adequate in the ring, but uh, he's not the you know the guy he was years ago. But you know, again, they had a solid match. Nothing wrong with the match. What was wrong with the show was that it was damn seven hours long, and nobody wants to sit through a show that long. At the end, you're just begging for it to be over, which I was begging for it to be over. And overall, I gave the WrestleMania. I, I'm giving it a an okay. I'm giving it a neutral grade. I'll give it, you know, I'll give it two and a half stars as a show overall. It was okay. It would have been better if we would have sh- just cut a lot of this nonsense out. This was way too long. And it, it, some of the matches dragged. You know, Jericho AJ dragged early. Uh, late. I thought, well, in the middle, I should say. Um, the main event dragged. And I thought the entire Hell in the Cell match was a drag outside of the one big spot. Could have got that match done in half the time. But that's our WrestleMania report. Enough of that. Let's get on to a good show. Let's get on to Lucha Underground. Uh, This is episode 211, which was entitled Bird of War. The show opens in our favorite disease-ridden bathroom, where Vampiro is standing by the sink looking at his antipsychotic meds. Darryl walks over and says he bets he's thinking of bashing his head in. Uh, after what happened to uh, Pentagon Jr. last week, and then go looking for his brother Matanza. Dario says, Pentagon Jr. is lucky to be alive. If, If Vampiro lays a hand on him, he may not be so lucky. Vampiro gets in his face anyway, and Dario says he's very valuable to him. He is the voice of Lucha Underground. He says he has a big main event tonight and wants him to call it. Then, as he is leaving, he adds, please, don't make the same mistake Pentagon Jr. did. After he's gone, Vampiro swallows down some of his pills. Uh, there was another great delivery from Dario. And uh, good stuff. Good uh, faces and everything for Vampiro, who's another really good character on the show. Now we're back to that secret law enforcement headquarters. I was dreading when we would be here. And for some reason, that female captain is giving credit to Joey Ryan for Dario returning. Officer Reyes says, correctly, that he had nothing to do with it. He just came back. Uh, then we get a string of bad lines that basically lets us know, that uh ryan along with the crew were going to be in the trios tournament the captain tells them they want them to win um i don't know how winning helps them get evidence on dario but whatever this was just terrible very disappointing this considering how well they do most other times of these segments um this cop thing is just uh, a train wreck and they need to just, just cut this quickly Next match, Evelise versus Cobra Moon. God, please don't have Evelise lose to her. Was what I said out loud. Evilise controlling the action early on with a solid ground game. Uh, Cobra does catch Evilise with a kick to the face and covers for two. Then she hits a what's well, it? The hits. He applies a modified tarantula. It's been to trade shots center of the ring. Evilise hits an exploded suplex right into the buckle. Cobra then catches Ivelisse with a backslide drop. She gets a two count. Ivelisse then lands a few kicks and hits a sunset flip powerbomb. One, two, three. Ivelisse wins. Two stars. Not great, but much better than we've seen for Cobra Moon, to be honest. We then get a video package for Killshot. Um, apparently, he was a sniper in the past. He said that's where he got his nickname. He had 37 confirmed kills. He says, all bad guys. Or so they told him. I thought that was a powerful line there. He then says uh, he was a POW and held for 13 months until he escaped. We then see him killing a bunch of what would seem to be some sort of Islamic soldiers. He doesn't know if his team has lived. As according to the U.S. government, they didn't exist. Now he fights to forget. But he hopes one day his brothers will get home too. Okay, wow. This was an interesting segment. Um, I definitely see at some point that they're going to do something with one of his former team showing up here, probably blaming him for escaping and not rescuing the others or something like that. And as for those who are going to no doubt get mad that he was portraying a POW, it's a show. He's an actor, people. Uh, you don't, when you don't complain when you see TV shows and someone's portraying uh, a POW on there. Don't get mad about them doing what you may think is a tasteless angle. This is not a regular TV. Sh- uh, sorry, it's not a regular wrestling show. It's a TV show. The wrestlers are just actors. Then we see Máscara Sag- Sagrada working out in the gym area. When Famous B shows up, he gives him a card. He says he can make him a big star, so he should hit him up. Then B walks across to the other end of the gym, where we see sexy stars working out, and the Mac walks in. He tells her he's been put in a trio's team with Marty, the Moth, and Mariposa, and asks her to be there for more support. But she shakes her head no. Mac says sooner or later, they have to pay for what they did. And he would hope that she wants to be there when it's, when it happens. Uh, He walks away and the star just starts, you know, lifting these gigantic dumbbells, uh, I mean barbells, you know. Um, These presses, very impressive he's really lifting that weight, that's all I can say. Then my future wife, Melissa Santos, introduces the first match of the Trios Tournament, Marty the Moth, Mariposa, and the Mac versus Cortez Castro, Mr. Cisco, and Joey Ryan. Cisco and Mac started off have a really good sequence, which gets a great reaction from the crowd. Uh, later, Mari and Marty start working over Cisco, um, while kind of freezing Mac out of the action. Cisco then hits a desperate neckbreaker and tags in Castro. He has a nice DDT, uh, but then Joey Ryan and the Mac tag themselves in. Mac hits a Samoan drop and a standing moonsault, but the crew break up the cover. Uh, Then everyone is on the floor. Mac hits a flip dive onto everyone. Nice spot there. Then uh, Mac and partner the moth start going at it. Mac hits Moth with a stunner. The crew hit the assisted code breaker. And Ryan slides in and covers her. And uh, that's it. Uh, One, two, three. And uh, Marty is pinned by uh, Joey Ryan. So Marty and the Mac team and my poster, the M's, they're out. Three stars, uh, this was actually a pretty fun match. Uh, after the match, Mariposa does attack the MAC, went out from the back, runs, Sexy Star. Sexy Star uh, at first looks very intimidated by Mariposa, then Sexy just pretty much just snaps and beats the hell out of Mariposa and uh, sends her packing as the crowd cheers and it seems uh, Sexy Star has regained her confidence. And uh, like the cowardly lions, he now has courage. And uh, we'll see. This probably will lead to a tag match coming up soon. Next, we're on the roof of the temple with Ray and uh, Dragon Azteca Jr. Ray is telling him he needs to learn more. Because after he got completely destroyed last show by uh, uh, whatever, at the Aztec Warfare by Amatanza. Uh, and he says he can't look for revenge, but he has to look for honor. Revenge is not what's going to get him there. It's going to be fighting for honor. Then he finds out what well, we find out together. I guess that they are entered in the trio's tournament. As Ticker asks, "Who's our partner?" And out walks Prince Puma onto the roof, and he speaks for the very first time and says, "Me." What the? F- we wait for over a year, and he says, "Me." Jeez, what a letdown. He also threw us some other line like, we'll be ready or some nonsense. Or, I don't know. After I can't even care anymore. Once his first word after a year and a half or whatever it is, is me. I Forget it. <laughs> I want to talk about this. Not happy at all. That was a complete letdown. Main event time. It's Matanza versus Phoenix. Wow, Matanza wrestling on his third straight episode. They are certainly not hiding him. Um, it's all the monster early. Um, Phoenix tries to rally, hitting some kicks. Uh, but he gets released German into the buckle. It takes a really nasty bump. Phoenix tries to rally again, but he's given a winding German suplex that looked just devastating. He gets batons to the outside, hits a couple more fierce kicks. Then hits the ropes for a dive, but he's caught. And power slammed to the floor as the crowd groans from the impact. Um, you get some holy shit chants. Uh, Dario orders Matanza to make Phoenix bleed, so throw him some ground and pounding on him. Uh, then rolls him in the ring, hits the Wrath of the Gods, pins him easily, two stars. Matanza looked much better today, uh, but I still just don't like how he's no-selling almost everything. Um, after Matanza starts to beat the Howard Phoenix, I guess, to try to make him bleed, as like Dario told him to. When Katrina appears at the top of the stairs and screams for him to stop, Matanza is distracted and is attacked from behind by Mil Muertes. Uh, Mil cracks Matanza with the killer right hand. Despite his big, heavy metal, they're trying to make it be a, like it's a metal mask, he rocks him with it and knocks him over the top rope. Dario leads Matanza uh, away with the key. And uh, you know in the ring... You see, uh, Phoenix can barely stand as Mill turns his attention to him, but Muertes leaves him be uh, and walks off. The show closes with Phoenix and Katrina locking eyes on one another. Really, I thought this was a pretty great show. I loved that somebody finally rocked Matanza. Mill versus Matanza, the dream match that probably, I would think, would close the season. Although we got a lot of episodes to go to then. So who knows? You might see um, them face off earlier. I thought they did this. I knew this would be a, you know, an eventual showdown. I just thought episode 211. I thought it was a little early since I think we'll be having another 40 episodes. So maybe this won't be how it, uh, the season closes. I just thought it would be. But um, yes, it is Mill versus the Tanza uh, I guess, coming soon. This should be great. And that's our show. Um, a good, good, good show from Lucha Underground again. Uh, nothing I can really complain too much about. I mean, I, I really am. I'm kind of annoyed about the whole Puma thing. Speaking, that's like nothing all of a sudden. And the same me. I don't know. I just thought that was weird. But um, outside of that, not, really not too much I could talk about. Cobra Moon was, wasn't horrible. Um, main event was what you thought it was. Phoenix getting beat down um, here and there. I don't know. Uh, not really much else to talk about the show. I thought the stuff with Killshot very interesting. I thought the stuff with Ray as that as a trio's team you got to think you win. That's a great trio's team. So overall, um, I like this show, and uh, I hope you liked our show. Felt like I kind of went a little quickly here, and if I did, I'm sorry. Um, I was trying to get through this, I didn't. I felt like I spent a little too much time on the WrestleMania review, but it was such a long show, and uh, that's our show. I. Didn't get time to go over that stuff from the uh, the promotion in Indiana. I am promising, I am going to do that on our next show. Um, also, stay tuned. We are have a a new Japan show coming up. Independent Invasion, another episode of Lucha Underground, and a little talk about that little video from Indiana. We'll talk all about that stuff very soon. So uh, thanks for listening, and until the next time, bye bye.